Today on The Breakdown, there's six left in the mini main event at the World Series of Poker Europe 2021. And let's just say you're Ciro Perna. You're the noob of all noobs at this table. You have about $5,000 on hand in total. You have two other caches on hand, and they're both in tournaments that cost less than $400. And you're staring across from people who've got, you know, seven-figure Hendon's, Jack Sinclair, who has won the main event, of course, at the uh, World Series of Poker Europe, as well as final table, the main event at the World Series of Poker. He's at this table still. How do you f- scratch out anything here? How do you make this work? There's six left. You've already locked up real money, 60000 but there's almost $300,000 for first, and I got to believe that money means something to you, right? I just got to believe it. So... How do you navigate this field is what I'm asking, Grant. And we're going to get into it at some point in the future on this show, in this breakdown. But until then, let's ask ourselves a few questions. <laughs> is this going to be the longest opening ever? That's one question. Number two, biscuits or gravy? <laughs> All right, on the breakdown, great to have Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Or gravy? Yeah. Are you a biscuits guy or a gravy guy? I don't think this is a common question because uh, those things go together, not separate. Chocolate or peanut butter? Chocolate. Okay. Well, guess what? Biscuits or gravy? Who just eats gravy? Butter or bread? <laughs> if I have to have one? Yeah. Right, I guess. <laughs> so, biscuits or gravy? Biscuits. Dumb. <laughs> Terrible answer. I guess gravy you could put in like a water bottle and drink it while you're on the go. You can put gravy on anything. Try and put a biscuit on almost anything. It it makes it worse. I'll put a biscuit on anything. I know you will. Show me something. I'll put a biscuit on it. I'm showing you something right now. My middle finger. I actually (laughs) did it. I gave him the middle finger. (laughs) If I had a biscuit, I would have. What would you do? I would have hoisted it on your finger petard. Hoisted it. (laughs) (laughs) You hoist something by a petard, not with it onto a petard. But this this time I would have. Okay. Yeah, I would have hoisted. You can be hoisted by your own petard. Don't you see? You can be hoisted by your own petard. I don't think I can be hoisted by mine due to the age difference. (laughs) (laughs) Of our petards. Yeah. Our respective (laughs) petards. I don't think you're supposed to say petard anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a different thing. Um, Petarded. Wow, I don't think you're supposed to say that. See? Now now you went far. Now you went a little too far. Um, Hey, let's talk about these guys. Yeah. They're European. Always. It's Perna and Von Brugge. So I mentioned this in the uh, in the cold open. Perna has a little under $4,000 live earnings coming into this event. And as I mentioned, I said actually nothing under $400 buy-in. That was a lie, of course. But uh, one is about a $500 buy-in. The other one's a $300 buy-in-ish. Um, yeah. I mean, doesn't play a lot of money. live poker at the sorry, very least. And I, sorry, let me let me make this straight. He he had since had an eleven hundred dollar cash as well, so it's a little over two thousand dollars, twenty five hundred dollars or so of Hendon coming into the mini main. And, and now he's now there's six left, and it's like a fourteen hundred dollar buy in, and there's six left. And first place is like three hundred thousand euros or something. Um, that is all about right. It is a twelve thirteen fifty buy in euro event. First place is two hundred and sixty thousand euros, which is two hundred ninety three thousand dollars. They have, as I may have mentioned, locked up. Maybe I haven't sixty four thousand dollars or fifty six thousand six hundred fifty four euro. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money still to be won, and maybe Cyril Perna is a rich dude, and the money is all the same to him. But usually in these spots, the amateurs are going to be very tight and very careful, right? Yeah, usually the amateurs are taking their one shot of the year at exactly. this mini main event thing. Everything is nervous. Everything is like ah, and someone like Jack Sinclair, who's been here a million times, and even first place doesn't really change. It's nice, but it's just yeah. a thing. Um, is going to be loosey goosey and you know, be much more, is, is not going to be worried about losing. He's, he's just going to make, to win. He's just going to make the right decisions. Yeah. And by the way, he's more capable of making those than his opponents because is. this is one of those breakdowns where we're going to be talking about amateurs because Von Brugge is a bit more accomplished in poker than, than Perna, but he's likely an amateur, right? Just like an amateur who plays a lot. I mean, coming guy. into this event, he has um, something like $130,000 in Hendon. So that's, it's hard to say. Like it yeah. could be either way. He wouldn't be a professional tournament player unless he was like, Mostly not on the grid, but you know he could yeah. be a cash game. Like, plays a bunch of tournaments, kind of like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as I look at his Hendon, all of all of his caches, literally every single one, the biggest buy-in I think is this mini main event. 
Okay. Everything's $100 and less. Or, sorry, $400 and less. Yeah, everything. So this is a big moment for both of the main players in this hand. Yes, this is a big moment. There's a, this is like as big as it's ever been for them, I think, essentially. So it's interesting. Like The range of types of players we deal with on this show, mm. it makes it interesting because it's all the same show, right? We're breaking down the hands. Every time. But it's, same show. you have to take a different approach as us depending on what we're dealing with. Like the last one we did, which came out last Thursday was, uh, the Fedor Holtz against, uh, Danny Tang. Tang. And that the complexity of the analysis in that hand, it got real deep to the point where it was difficult to articulate. We we were struggling to articulate our actual thoughts. And that's going to be very different than when we're talking about some guys who are just like probably worse than us at poker. Right. You know, and it's, it's, so it's, it's interesting that there's such a range of breakdowns that we can do. I mean, this is exactly what poker is, though, yeah. right? This is this mimics that where you have to, you know, um, play to your opponent. You you don't want to outlevel yourself. You want to outlevel your opponent, right? Yes. So you got to figure out where they are and only be one level past them. And in this case, for us, we want to actually be on their level right. as best we can and to, to try and understand what they're doing and then see what we think about it. That said, in this hand, we'll, of course, employ all of the normal tactics used to, to yeah. do analysis to... Even if these players weren't employing those tactics, we're going to see what they should have done based on those tactics. This breakdown, though, is probably going to be more useful for people in terms of actually playing most of the tournaments that our audience plays in, right? Right. Not like, for all of them, of course. I know Jason Kuhn's a big listener, but sometimes, a little bit. But, um, but you know, like most of the, uh, most of the audience is playing $300 buy-ins, $500 buy-ins, right. I, I would guess. You know, some for, smaller, some bigger. Like For those of you who listen to Thursday's podcast, you're probably not going to be employing the deuce of spades with the paired spade yeah. blocker is the best version of the spade blocker thing to anything that you ever play. It's very unlikely. Like, I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't challenge me on that Jason Kuhn is a big listener thing. I really expect to get cut no, down. No, I mean, you've said stuff like that before, and I always say, yeah, he listens when he's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably just... That's probably it, yeah. Yeah, when his name is in the title, he'll probably listen. Yeah. That's my guess. So, so we should just put his, put his name, name in the title. We're, put, we're putting Jason Kuhn's name in the title. That would be this. incredible <laughs> if we do that. Jason Kuhn has got to listen to this breakdown. <laughs> we tricked him. Jason, if, you, if we put the name in the title and you are listening, we're, that's it. We're, we're not sorry. You. We're not. We feel great. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we could actually call this Jason Kuhn is listening to this breakdown. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I guess he will listen to it. You're right. He would absolutely listen to and it. And you know what? He'd have to listen all the way to the end just in case we're lying now because you don't know what if you could trust us now. Like, yeah, we I mean, lied in the title. Would we really do a breakdown from the World Series of Poker Europe mini main event with two <laughs> unknown guys? Or is this a red herring and eventually we're going to talk a big time Jason Kuhn hand? I mean, no, it's the first thing. Yeah, it's, it is the <laughs> it's first It's the first thing, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Jason Kuhn will probably never hear this because I don't think we're going to no, put his name not, in the title. We don't have the guts to challenge him even by putting his name in the title. <laughs> He's too strong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, this event has 1,123 players in it. It was a re-entry, though. Um, so 1,123 entries, I should say, with 274 re-entries. Grant. Okay. Prize pool, 1.6 million euro. $600,000 guaranteed. <laughs> Sick, bro. Yeah. World Series of Poker Europe has been growing, it seems. It really has. Yeah. This is... A, I remember... It wasn't that long ago. The main event was like... Pretty small. Like 500 players. Yeah, it was like Moneymaker era level. Yeah. By, you know, uh, what would we call it? Fields. Fields. That's what we would yeah. say, yes. Fields of gold, man. That's That song is good. It is good. Yeah. Is that the best Sting song? Um, does it include the police songs? Sure. Roxanne's pretty good. Come on. It ain't Fields of gold. You don't have to turn on the red light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Though. What about SOS? I don't know that song. I stand on SOS through the oh through the world. Yeah. Oh, that one. Um, that's are, all right. What are the other contenders? In Message in a bottle. Every no. breath you take. Oh God, those suck. People love every breath you take. If but to me, actually, Fields of Gold is the best thing. Fields of Gold is the best thing. Yeah. It's Fields of fucking gold, it's man. It's Fields of gold, and that's okay. <laughs> Just the way it starts is so incredible, you know. It's not even Sting singing; it's the music. Music is part of songs. It is, <laughs> <laughs> but also Sting singing is good. Anyway, is this is this a vestige of your dive into music? Jonathan is no. like, yeah, go ahead. One of those people that you might meet every once in a while who like he's he's like, what's your favorite music? And they're like, I don't listen to music. Like one of those people, but but somehow. Recently, Jonathan's decided to do a, a listen back to some of his favorite childhood memory music. It's true. And, you know, it's been, been great. Enjoying some Fleetwood Mac and such. Fleetwood Mac, Dire Straits. 
it's been really, really nice. Other stuff too, but those have been just Fleetwood lot, Mac and Dire Straits. A lot of Fleetwood Mac and a lot of Dire Straits. I will say. All right, number one Dire Straits song. Whoo, Brothers in Arms. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's got to be the answer. Sultans of Swing. Quite good, but no. Um, Not even. I don't even think it's top five for me. What's the one about Romeo and Juliet? What's that one called? It's called Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that one's good. That one's pretty good, but now you're just doing the hits. Like they have a lot. I, mean, I don't I, know anything about the hits. I'm fucking young compared to you. I understand, but I'm saying if you listen to the album Brothers in Arms, yeah, pretty much the entire album is very good, and I would say a number of those songs are better than Sultans of Swing or Romeo and Juliet. Okay, more controversial because I think a lot of people can have a lot of different opinions on this. Yeah, best Fleetwood Mac song. Ooh. This is like that Hall & Oates time. You know what's interesting? The Hall & Oates thing. I feel like you would always say the answer to this is Songbird, right? No. You're a big Songbird guy. No. Um, Wrong. <laughs> I, really? The whole time I thought you always feel like that's the best one. Um, I would have argued against Songbird, but the, I, I've been listening to Rumors a lot, and I think I've come around on Songbird being the best one. So what do you think is better? Landslide. Landslide? Really? Yeah. That's super weird to me. I like that song. The landslide brings it down or whatever? Yeah, that one. Okay. Why? <laughs> I think it's good. What's it even about? Uh, relationships that are broken? I don't know. That's what every Fleetwood Mac song yeah. is about, right? I think number two for me is probably The Chain, if not Dreams. That's, those are both excellent songs. Yeah. I mean, something I you and I were texting about this, but on the, the album Rumors, there's, I think, 11 songs, and 10 of them are all timers, and yeah, one all, of them is awful. They're all really good. It's crazy. It's like you hear, I'm like, oh, that song, that's a song from everyone knows that Rihanna. song. Rihanna. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's not on Rumors. It's not? No. What? Who? It's not. It doesn't matter that it's good anyway. That's good too. Fleetwood Mac really crushed it for quite a while. Can you imagine being in Fleetwood Mac, like the, the intense emotional stuff? Because for anyone who doesn't know, there's five of them. Mick Fleetwood's the weirdo. And then there's the two couples. It's like Christine McVie and Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham and the other guy. Okay, I don't, I don't know, know the names is. except for Stevie um, Nicks. But they were, there were two couples. I think they were married even. I'm not sure. And they started cheating on each other with each other, basically. And then they completely switched. I think they did the old switcheroo as they were making this album. And so all the songs are about that. Well, you got to find your truth. Incredible. And like, it's great anyway, but if you listen to the album with that in mind, it is amazing. It's like informed so much. And then hence Songbird is, I mean, to me, like very powerful. You actually don't like Landslide? Maybe I have to listen to it, um, but it's no. like a deeply emotional, well-made. I think it was just singer-songwriter type crappy song, crappy and poppy. No, did you not listen to that one? It's not on that album. Oh, okay. None of the albums that you think are on that album are on that. Album. I don't know what albums are. I'm 35. It's <laughs> like we don't have <laughs> albums. Well, that's fine. Uh, the chain is on. Is on it. Okay, I assume Dreams is also on there. Um, I believe it is. Um, I'm going to look it up now and tell you all the songs because that's what I do. Yeah. I don't want to know. Dreams. Never going back again. All-timer. Oh, yeah. Don't stop. Like, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. You can go your own way. Yeah. I mean, these are all-time classics. Song, Those Songbird. last two have been used for by many political candidates. I think. So, yeah, that's right. You Make Love and Fun, The Chain, Secondhand News, Oh Daddy, and Gold Dust Woman. Oh Daddy and Gold Dust Woman are not yeah. as much of a... As, but they're still quite good. Quite good. I challenge you to listen to Landslide after I leave okay, I will. Poker Eyes HQ and, and for you to, to tell me with your callous heart that that song is not deeply impactful. Okay. I will say, I thought, you must have been saying Landslide this whole time, but in my mind, I turned into Songbird when I started listening to this. I'm like, Songbird's the one Grant likes, so I intentionally didn't like it as much. I'm like, it's the slow one. He's just sappy. But then the more I listen to the album, I'm like, that's, that's probably the best song, though. That's really, really good. Although, really, never going back against Amazing. The Chain is incredible. Yeah. Like... Go Your Own Way is awesome. I mean, it's an incredible album. Yeah. Listen anyway, to there you go. Baby. All episodes streaming on Netflix. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's get into this. Fine. We'll stop talking about Fleetwood Mac for one second. <laughs> Talk about Isaac Carlisle suggested this hand on Twitter. It's Isaac. As if it's 2014, Isaac Carlisle suggested this hand on Twitter. That is a place you can suggest hands. Why do you say as if it's 2014? Because everybody else is on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> You got to let the people do be the people, though, you know? I saw my reflection. You're doing landslides? So covered here. <laughs> what is it even about, Landslide, Brad, we're down. Is this, what was the movies, the two movies that were about, essentially, like, landslides that came out at the same time? Landslides? I mean, there's there a volcano. Volcanoes, not landslides. And the other one was... Volcanoes can cause landslides. So Dante's Peak. Yeah. Those are not about landslides. They're but, about volcanoes. But what comes from them? Landslides. Well, they're more worried about the lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Everyone was worried about it. The people who died in the lava were worried about it. But what about the people who died in the landslide? You think they weren't wishing for lava right there? I think they were. They I was were like, like lava this, would be way better. <laughs> a lava slide would be like, you die quicker at least. Maybe. Do you want to die quicker, Grant? I don't know. In a landslide? Would you rather die instantly in a lava slide or slowly in a landslide? Is Stevie Nicks there? Is she singing about the landslide? <laughs> Sure. Oh, uh, you can have that. Okay, I'll take that. You'll take the slow, painful death yeah. with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good story. I mean, right. you won't, I don't know who you tell it to because you're going to be dead. Ghosts, other ghosts. ghosts. You know, and who knows what happens after this plane anyway of existence, right? Yeah, I mean, mostly haunting you. I think that's what you'd be doing. Yeah. <laughs> How would you haunt me out of curiosity? Like, In what? ways that would really annoy you. There's not going to be scary. It's yeah, just going to be super to. annoying. You know, I don't do good with jump scares, so you wouldn't do that, right? I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, that, that'd be mean. No, I just annoy the shit out of you. Like, like, what would you do? Like, your TV would be slightly angled in a way that you couldn't see it every time that you wanted to watch it. It, huh. would, it would keep moving. It would keep moving, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking you could do things like... Um, like take my bananas and just like squeeze them a little bit. So get, like, <laughs> that's a br- good idea. A little brown and that's like a good a idea. That is good. You know, yeah. just little things. I would like if you had like cans of of food, like a you like black beans or whatever. Yeah, I would just kind of take a a little can opener and open them all a little bit. <laughs> that's good too. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I just yesterday I opened a can of something and uh, and maybe I am being haunted because <laughs> the can opener opened all but on. Like 180 degrees from each other, two parts of the can. So it's like two little parts that don't open, and the rest of it does. So I have these two semicircles of good cuts, but the, I can't, can't take the top can't off. Get it? So I had to bend it. I had to bend it and like be careful. Do you have you a know, shitty that. can opener? I didn't think so, but now I do think so. Yep. Yeah, I may have to get a new can opener. Yeah, there's a big difference between a two dollar can opener and a ten dollar can opener. Here we go. It's true. Elite Grant. Elite Grant with his ten dollar <laughs> can openers. <laughs> Why don't you take your aristocracy and get the hell out of my? I'm sorry. Uh, Got a ten dollar can opener. I probably have a $2 can opener. Of course you do. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, it does the job usually. But once you feel that glide of yeah, that $10 can opener, nice. it's just like, ooh. The amount of work I have to do sometimes to get that thing to work. and It's worth the $8. It's a lot of like extra knuckle sweat equity. Yeah, knuckle, knuckle sweat equity. <laughs> knuckle equity. That's on the next Fleetwood Mac album. Knuckle equity? Yeah. That's a good name for like an album, but not a Fleetwood Mac album. Knuckle equity. Like a Halsey album. <laughs> That'd be perfect for all yeah, yeah. the new Halsey. Like a, like if 50 Cent was going to make a comeback tour. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Also, Knuckle equity. Actually, that's pretty good. By 50. I mean, it's weird. No one's going to know what that means. Fitty will. Fitty. Fitty gets it. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the hand Okay. Finally. Isaac Carlisle, just on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we're going to have solver analysis done by Wesley Cannon. We have not seen that yet. We're going to take a look at that after we do our analysis and come back and tell you what it had to say. Okay. All right. Let's start with, uh, what'd you say his first name was? Perna? Uh, that's his last name. Yeah. I said, what'd you say his first name was? Perna. <laughs> Perna's first name is Ciro. Ciro. Okay. He's Italian, I believe. He is Italian. Yeah. <clears throat> He's got ace, queen off. We've got six left. 64K current payout. First place around 300K. Okay. He's got Ace of Hearts, Queen of Spades, going to open to $2.5 million at the $1.2 million big button from the cutoff. I have no problem with this. How deep is he? He's kind of short. He's got $23 million. So some people might prefer just to shove for 20 blinds. What do you think? It's 1.2? Yeah. Is the number? Uh, I wouldn't shove. Yeah. I think we just have to open. Shoving shoving's too, too much to do, and we can call off with Ace Queen. This is one of the hands we can open and call off with. We don't have to fold. Yeah. So that's good. Um, also, there's shorts. There's at least some short stacks, right? Oh, I didn't know about the other stacks too much. Oh, okay. Well, who cares? We're just going to go with this then and say he's got 20 blinds. <laughs> he's got 20 blinds. He does. I mean, if everybody else at the table was Jackson Clare, maybe shoving is better. Oh, okay, maybe. But there's only there, there's only one Jackson. I don't Clare. think that's true, actually, though, because they're going to fold. This is the hand that they're going to play perfectly against. Yeah. This is exactly the wrong hand to shove it. Maybe small check. to big, you can get away with that, though. Yes, right, because then you can get called by ace-10 or something yeah. like that. But Maybe even king-queen. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think, I think we just open, and we don't mind if we get shoved on. Yep, and if there's a shove and a reshove, we can consider folding. Yeah, and if it's a super tight player shoves on us, maybe we can fold anyway. Yeah. Maybe we could decide to fold this hand. We can do that in exploitative spots in these fields where yeah. there are some weaker players. Absolutely. The guys who are terrified. Now, the thing is, we're probably the most terrified person. Yeah, we have 2K in earnings, and we're here at the biggest stage yeah. that we've ever been on by far. We're by wearing a suit. Far. Perna chose to wear a suit here. I mean, we're, like, we're getting streamed. We've never been on TV yeah. before. It's, what, it's No so matter what, for anything. See, this is like, this is one of the, this is such... 
it feels like lip service to poker, but this is the beauty of poker. This is part of yeah. the beauty of poker, tournament poker specifically, that a guy like Perna, who is definitely not a pro player, can can make his way to the final table. It's going to be live stream. It's a World Series of Poker event. He's he's wearing his suit. He's feeling good. He's having fun. Like, that's fucking cool. You can't play basketball against Dwayne Wade whenever you want. Right. Right? But you can sometimes end up against the Jackson Clares of the world. I mean, if you go to the World Series and play events there, yeah, you will play against people you've seen and heard of, almost yeah. certainly. It's super cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah. So anyway, that's Perna. Two and a half million from the cutoff. Cool. We got his adversary, Van Brugg. It's uh, Rolf Van Brugg. Who is not German. Looks like he's French. Rolf Van Brugg is from the Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands. Okay. That's that's better for a Van Brugg than French. Yes. Thank goodness. That was close. You just misread the flag. Is that what Yeah, it's the same colors. It must be the opposite. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Doesn't matter. Flags are for... The birds. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Anti-flag rhetoric. It's about time. People love it. All right. Van Brugg yep. has Perna covered, but barely. 26.6 million, and he's got the button. Yep. He's got ace, six of spades. Okay. I actually think this is a really interesting spot, especially in fields with weaker players. How do you approach this? Well, my initial thought would be to fold. Just fold ace, six of spades on the button when the cutoff opens. We have 20-some-odd blinds. Yeah. I mean, the next thing we could do is three bet. Yep. You know, to put pressure on the guy who opened with 20 blinds. And if he's going to be tight, if he's going to be really tight, I think we probably should be three betting. If he is tight, though, it means he's maybe opening a pretty tight range. Huh. If he's going to be tight when pressure's put on, a lot of guys are like this, actually, in these spots, right? Where, like, they're willing to do whatever. or no, Even if they're opening a tight range, they really don't want, they basically only want aces to put it in yeah. with, right? I don't know if that's true with 20 blinds, though, and this guy, you know. I and, it, and if you've only got 2,000 in live earnings and you've locked up 64,000, you might feel like, I'm free rolling this whole thing, baby. Let's go. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Um, but to me, my, my, my order of, uh, my sequence of how I'd want to, not sequence, my order of like preferred choices would be fold first. Like the opener's not deep enough. We can't, we're not deep enough. Like I just want to throw this hand away mostly. Um, three bets sometimes. That's it. Those are the two options. What if it were Z- Jack Sinclair instead of Van Brugg? Would you like a call better? No. Why do you want to call? I'm just asking because, like, <laughs> in like, there's a lot of post flop stuff that you can get edges on in, in fields where your opponents are weaker. Right? Sure. Like, if if Jack Sinclair made the call on the button here, would you think that was a bad idea? Yeah. Okay. I think we're just too short to do that with this hand specifically where when we flop an ace, we're often, and, he, and our opponent puts any significant amount of chips in, we're just screwed. Like, I think that sucks. What do you want to do with ace-10 suited? That we can call with. Call or shove, or basically shove? What do you prefer? Right. Um, that's a lot closer. I would probably, if I felt Perna was playing carefully, I would probably be apt to just call because I would be worried about the range that's, continuing against us. And if he's opening a relatively tight range, he may be going with too much of it. And all of it, we're, we're never doing better than flipping against anything that's calling us. Well, here's, here's an extra piece of data that I didn't give you. Oh, okay. Um, the commentators were just talking about how this is the second hand in a row that Perner's open, and the last hand he had Jack-8 suited. Really? Yeah. So he's probably pretty loose. Yeah. Well, if that's the case now, Ace-6 can be a three bet much more of the time. And certainly Ace-10 can be a three bet a fair amount of the time too. Although I'd want to see what, he, I'd be interested in how he's playing post-flop. If I felt if he's opening a lot of hands, he might be very spewy post flop too. If that's the case, calling like ace ten suited on the button doesn't sound like a bad play. We, yeah. we can get it all instead of just picking up this this bit that's in the middle. But I would be much more inclined. I wouldn't fold ace ten ever on the button then. Ace six three bet more of the time, but I'd still be th- folding or three betting. I don't think I'd be calling very much. Yeah, you you think you just shove or do like a three bet to like six million and then fold if he four bets. Ooh, uh, the problem is, is it depends on how Pern is playing, you know, like some guys are not going to fold to this tiny three bet. This is why calling is somewhat appealing to me with a six. Yeah. Suited. Yeah. Now, no. now I'm putting myself in this seat and assuming that I'm better than Perna. Okay. Which is all part of it. Sure. Let's assume you're better yeah. than Perna. That seems reasonable. Um, and you're putting yourself in the seat. You still want to call with a six suited? I don't know. I don't think, like, obviously playing short stack means that most decisions feel shitty. Like, everything is crappy. Folding a hand this good when the cutoff opens just feels fundamentally wrong to me. Although I can understand in some Mm. scenarios why you would do it. If Um, he's opening a lot, we should should three-bet it, I think. But calling just doesn't make sense to me when we're this short. I mean, the obvious answer to, to, to make this easy is just to shove. Yeah. Right? 
Like you pick up eight million. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. We only have twenty six. I mean, eight pick, million. Really? You pick up five and a half. Yeah, I said it sounds like too yeah. much. Still, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you could you could also do a committing three bet that's like committing against Perna but not against the cold four bet, which comes in, which is like such an insanely tight range. Like eh. like eight million. And you know, it's probably committing either way. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, like if Perna like four bets us all in when we're this short and he's this sh- like maybe that's just it's also scary and bad. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe not. Six. I'm worried that six million isn't going to get the job done if we three bet. Yeah, this is just, it's just awkward stacks for this, you know, which yeah. is that's maybe why Von Brug ends up calling, right? Because it, it makes things a little easier, doesn't it? I mean, folding makes things easier, too. You could fold. But if yeah. you feel like Perna is really wide and you want the opportunity to play against him in position, it's not insane. I just I just hate that we're so short. I just feel like we need to be a little deeper. here. Like, give me 40 blind. Yeah. Sure. You don't live in this world the way I live in this world. You don't understand. Like I like back pre-pandemic, I'm, a lot of my living was made by playing like daily tournaments that yep. were like 100 to $300. And often at the final table, the average stack was something like 20 bigs. Right. I live in this fucking world. You know, yeah. like I would do a lot of calling in spots like this. Really? Yeah. With this hand? Yeah. Huh. Against weaker opponents. Because they're going to play so face-up post-flop? Yeah, my edge was huge post-flop. So what's going to happen post-flop? I just want to be clear. So an ace flops and they bet once, you're going to call, assuming it's a reasonable I mean, I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen. It's like a lot of it is live exploit stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, you feel you know the players so well, you're going to know exactly what to do based on whatever they do, right? Like, it's going to be super obvious to you, right? Players or player types. Yeah, Yeah. sure. 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 Um, Hmm. I, I don't well, think that any theory would support calling here. Yeah. But I think in fields like this, it's a proper exploit if you feel like you have a skill edge. Because the other options, like folding, is almost missing an opportunity to too big of an extent. You don't have that many orbits left. Your M is low, you know? I mean, you have a fair amount of orbits. You got you have like, tw- but you have your like maneuver, 23 blinds. Your maneuverability is going to get chopped down real quick if you don't enter some pots. Sure. But then again, I would just... I would be so, and maybe I'm interested in what you're... Th- just talk a little more about this because like, then my inclination would be like, if I think this guy's opening a lot and I feel like I need to like pick up chips, this is a, this is a very reasonable hand at three bet. And you don't want to do calling, six million because you're too worried he's going to... But I could probably do seven. 6.75 or something like that. that. That's enough to now feel like he's putting in most of his stuff. I mean, I don't hate that. I don't hate a small three bet with the intention of folding to a four bet. Perna's got 23. He made it two and a half. We make it seven... We're essentially putting them all in. Like, it's really hard for him to just call. And so now he's decided he's playing for a stack. It's really actually. not hard for these guys to just okay. call. Trust me. Okay. But then if he just calls there, I mean, hopefully he'll fold a lot. But if he just calls there, we can bet pretty small on a lot of flops and just win, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. I mean, it's just a higher leverage spot. What do you mean by higher leverage? Then you mean calling. Like- then calling. Right. But we give ourselves a chance to actually win the pot at these different pl- points instead yeah. of not win the pot. That's I, I don't think there's any easy answer on how to play this hand well. I mm-hmm. think folding is probably the Occam's razor answer, but it also feels just wrong-ish. You know, a six suited on the button when the cutoff opens just feel, and there's like a ton of chips out there. Well, I mean, against a good player, you're three betting them, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to fold a lot and they're going to have, they're just going to have to fold a lot of their range. Yeah, and I'm, probably, I'm probably shoving. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I mean, yeah. Se- and, and seven million is going to play the same as a shove against that player, right? Against a good player, right? Yeah. They're going to know they can't call out a position for a third of their stack. They're Mostly. Either going to sho- they're, either, they're almost always going to shove or fold. Mostly. And so, actually, we can make it seven million and play perfectly against them. I, you know, quotes perfectly because they're almost never going to have a four bet bluff there. It depends, though. So, I've, I've seen good players make calls in spots like that. I yeah. Have. You see a little bit of that, but not, not so much. Yeah. It is always surprising. I don't happens. think there's any easy answer here. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. You think there's an easy answer and it's to fold? It wouldn't be to call. To me, call the easy answer is never call. Yeah. Well, and Von Brug, we three bet some and fold some. Von Brug calls and I'm on team Von Brug. I'm fine with it. Okay. I understand that all the theory lords out there are going to hate that play. <laughs> theory lords. Yeah. Huh? You're saying it as if you're saying edge lords, yeah, right? That's, yeah, that's how I was that's doing it. That's how I heard it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good, right? Yep. Uh, the blinds both fold somehow. Some of the, uh, the big blind had four deuce off, so that, that'll do it, I guess. Yep. And it's just another problem with A6. Calling with A6 is the big blinds should be coming along most of the time. Now we're three-handed with a crappy ace. But okay. Well, here we are. We're in position. We made it. So far, so good. So far, so good if you're on nitro betting, you what? idiots. What? I was not expecting you to say that. Well, now, now, I, now I said it. You so, turned it around. So for those of you who have already used our link in the description to sign up for nitro betting, so far, so good. 
for those of you that haven't, that is devastating to you, but there is a fix. <laughs> oh, thank God. Is to use the link. You can still oh. do it. Well, what's even the incentive, though, Grant? Oh, there's a pretty freaking big incentive, and it's called matching up to 25 millibits of your first deposit. God, I thought you were going to say 25 million there for a second. I, was, I got a little bit of a... You know, well, maybe in like maybe in like the year twenty thirty five, it'll be like with all this inflation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, that that's like at current price is seven hundred fifty bucks of matching that they'll do. That's a pretty damn fine deal. Yeah. Uh, along with that, you get access to our Poker Guys monthly tournament, which has migrated from Nitrogen Sports to Nitro Betting. Crucially, if you're still just on Nitrogen Sports and not Nitro Betting, you need to use the new link for Nitro Betting. And that is how you access the tournament. That is crucial. It is crucial. You also get other cool stuff. You know, we do March Madness. We do yeah. football stuff. We don't care. They do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, there they too. do. They do. They do brackets for everything. They bracketize. They bracketize the world, <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah, everybody. No, it's everybody's fine with it. Everybody who's been bracketed at first, they're worried, but then afterwards, they're like, "I don't know if I could have lived without being bracketed." It's it's just added a little more spice to my day. Yeah, in a good way. In a bracket shaped fashion. Way. Yeah, yeah. Well said. And that's, that's the whole deal. Get on Nitro Betting. Get you some Nitro Betting. Yeah, do that stuff. Get you some poker. Eight million in the pot. Yes. Got ace-queen off for Perna. Ace of hearts, queen of spades. Ace-six suited for Van Brug. Flop is deuce of spades, eight of clubs, three of hearts. Mm-hmm. Is this just an auto continue for Perna? Yes. Yeah, it's just a, it's, no, a nobody flop. Yeah, it's like, I mean, our opponent can have like a medium pocket pair that he should have shoved. Yeah. But like, what's he even supposed to have here, by the way? When he flats, like, I'm like, what do you even have, bro? Jack 10 suited. Or Ace jack suited, stuff like that, right? Like the hands that are going to fold mostly when we uh, when we bet. So Perna bet's 2.7 million. Okay. All right, here we go. It's time. Van Brugge's going to call. Yeah. All right. This could be a thing where he's seen Pru- uh, Perna be very aggressive and yes. he's like, Ace high is good enough on this board. He does have two back doors, including the super back door uh, six for the straight, which where Perna will think an ace is good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's nice. He's got the spades going to back door. We're very short to deal with back doors, though. We are. Do you think this is too ambitious, even though it's 2.7 million into eight? I mean, when we're in position, uh, we're often looking for a reason to float, right? And yeah. two back doors is a pretty good thing with the position. I mean, we're essentially doing this so that way he'll check the turn and we'll bet, right? I mean, that's yeah. really what we're hoping for. Um, if we pick up any equity, we might shove. If we pick up, like, spades or something like that, we if might shove. If he bets again, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we're going to fold to most aggression on the turn if we don't improve, and he continues. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, I don't hate this at all. Like, if we're going to call, if we are going to decide to call, we should be trying to outplay this guy, right, with a six. Do you disagree? Because, right. you, you, as you said, you live here and I don't. Um, no, I do. I do mostly agree, but I also would I hate caution. Being this short, though, I would caution. I, I never like it when we use previous actions as justification for a current play. Like because we were thinking this way previously, we now have to do something differently than would be theoretically correct. I think is a bad way to think about. Of things. course, but I'm not. I don't know that it is incorrect. Okay, theoretically, I just want to make sure that you're you're not coupling the actions as if they are mutually tied to each other. I think it's important though, like. When we when we call a six suited on the button, we have like we're doing it with a plan. The plan isn't only to flop an ace or a six or a spades, right? right? So this would be the, one of the kinds of hands and the kinds of boards where we might feel like this is the part of the the part of the board and the part of our range yeah. to continue this kind of a plan. I mean, if we were deeper, there would be no question oh, that this is a call. My God, yeah. And this is why I want to be deeper in the first place if we're calling, right? Because it's easy to call here, and now instead we're like starting to eat into our stack pretty significantly, and it's going to suck if it just a jack comes off on the turn. He bets again, and we just have to fold, and we gave up, you know, twenty percent of our stack here, and we just didn't have to. I think it'd be less. It'd yeah, be maybe. more. It's more. Yeah. And by more, I mean less. Yeah, less, but not a lot less. Yeah. Anyway. It seems like a fine float for the size. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, this, I mean, I've been here. You know, I've yeah. been here in, in like World Series events, like floating on the flop where it's like, well, I really hope they don't bet again, and then I hope they fold when I bet. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope I improve in some way on the turn. Or just let's hit the four of spades and like that'd be that'd be fine too. Yeah, exactly. All right, so thirteen point four million in the pot. Deuce of spades, eight of clubs, three of hearts. Perna's got ace queen off with the queen of spades. Von Bruce got a six of spades. Okay. Turn is the six of diamonds. Von Brug. Bing, 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 bing. It's all Von Brug all day. Yeah. All right. As Perna, are you betting? It's like the sacks are so short. It's so awkward. How much do we even have as Perna at this point? We're down to like 17 million, a little more, 17 yeah. and a half million. There's 13.4 in the middle. 
what does it feel like we're up against here? It doesn't feel like we're up against this kind of a float, this like no, nothing going on float. It feels like we're up against a medium pocket pair, even though we shouldn't be. Like fours or fives? Maybe sevens, something well, like all that. all of those improved, except for sevens. Yeah. I mean, if we bet enough, fours and fives are probably going to fold. Like, are, can we fold out of everything if we just bet big enough right here? Like... Essentially, we'd just be going after the one pair of hands. Well, I mean, Von Bru- I don't even know what this guy's supposed to have. Well, let's think about it as if he didn't have 20 blinds, right? Think about just a, okay. a normal button calling range when the cutoff opens. Okay, like, if we're deep, he can absolutely have all the medium pocket pairs. And he could have like eight, nine suited for top pair. Yes, stuff or like eight, that. eight suited. And I would guess like that. that he does have those hands. Yeah, I guess I would too, based yeah. on what we're seeing. That's true. So maybe it's not a good idea. I would be too concerned that he had an eight, and that he's just not folding an eight. And if we bet big enough... It depends on our image. Yeah. Like if we're seeing a spewy, we should give up right now because he's going to hold on with what looks like a one pair of hand. Mm-hmm. And if we're seeing as tight, we can probably get him to fold everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty coordinated card with the board. So I don't know if you're, if you're concerned that Von Brugge had something to do I mean, with the board. four or five comes in. That's it, really. Like, I mean, like if he's calling with a normal button range as if it weren't so shallow, he could have eight, six suited. But I come mean, on. Like he should not have eight, six suited here. I mean, would you show up with 8-6 suited? No, or? I would not. Okay. I understand this guy maybe isn't, maybe can show up with that, but I don't, I don't really have reason to believe he, that, that that card really, the guy probably, the 6 probably shouldn't help him unless he has pocket 6s or give him, a, give him like a gut shot. That's the only way it should help him. So what is your ultimate conclusion on if Perna should continue? I feel like we're going to get a lot of, well, okay. If our image is one of a tight player, I think we'd get a lot of folds with a big bet here. All those one pair of hands may just be like, uh, like a shove. Uh, effectively a shove. We could bet. We don't have to bet all of it. We could bet ten million into thirteen four, and not put and any more chips in. Fold basically. to a shove and yeah. leave ourselves with seven point seven million. Yeah, but but this way we get to fold to the shove yeah. instead of just because the guy's just going to move in if he's calling right or effectively. Like we just don't have to do anything else. Um, or we could shove, and that way if we get called, we actually get our six outs. You know, we get yeah. to play out the six out equity, which isn't isn't great, but it's not horrible. It gives us twelve percent. That's probably better. Um. Yeah, maybe it is. It depends on how short everybody else is at the table. Yeah. If there's any super short stacks, that you know that would be that would actually matter too. If there's a really short stack, I'd be much more inclined to put pressure mm. on. Even though we can't bust Van Brugge, he's got three million more than us. Still, that feels like that really matters, right? If there isn't a short stack, eh, I'm a less inclined to make this play. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm trying to. Yeah, I can't find this stack. Right. This sorry. is like the lament of like the ace queen, the ace kings of the world. You know, where like you open, you get called, you get a, a board that you completely whiff on, but it's an orphany board. You bet they call, and another nothing card comes, and you're like, I mean, what am I? I don't know. Am I just gonna keep firing here? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm getting close to the stacks. I think I might. Oh, I might be able to find them. Very exciting, um, Jason Kuhn. If you're still there, I want you to know. There's a secret message already in the uh, the podcast. It's Morse code. Oh, you got some information? Yeah, there's a one blind stack. Hello. Okay. All right. Yeah, this, that would have been. That's good to know, man. Yeah, there is a one blind stack. Jackson Clara has ten blinds. Oh my God. The, Perner with his twenty four blinds is actually Jeez. in third place, and Van Brugge is with twenty seven okay. blinds is in second place. So Van Brugge should be three betting a six. Yes, for sure. I agree with that. For sure, not in small three betting. He can make it seven million for sure. Yep. Like, that should work. Ace-Queen's going to fold 100%. Like, everything but, like, maybe Queen's plus, and Queen's are going to hate it. But Queen's should go with it, but, like, Kings kings are not folding. But So I agree. Wow. I definitely agree with that now. Okay, and now that we're here as Perna with a one-blind stack sitting there, we should probably bet again, right? Yeah. Or, or Well, or we could just bail. We can bail on this hand entirely. Yeah. That's okay, too. We've only put in $5 million. Yeah, we still have 18 <clears throat> We're still in okay shape. We got 15 blinds here, and there's like a one blind stack and a 10 blind stack. Yeah. If I'm Perna specifically, and I know you hate it when I do this, but if I'm Perna, I've got 2,500 total in live earnings. I'm probably like, I'm just gonna check, man. You <laughs> yeah. know, if I'm Jackson Clair, I might be more apt to like put pressure on people. Well, Perna does check. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do with Van Brug now that you've hit the six? I promise the audio is still working. He's just thinking. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> it's pretty close. So are we denying equity or are we just going to check back and bluff catch? Those are our two options. Yeah, we right? probably can't get value from weaker hands. I don't think so. Denying equity is not bad, though. 
also it's not, but a, a lot of the time Perna's sharing the ace with us, and there's not as much equity to deny. That's true. And if an ace comes, maybe we get all of yeah. it. That would be super. That makes sweet. me kind of want to check. Yeah, I mean, if he's got an ace, I mean, he can have king queen, yeah, like king jack, and stuff like that too. But sometimes he's only got three outs. Sometimes he's got six outs. Um, it shouldn't be too costly on the river. If he makes one pair, he's probably not going to like go nuts, and, and you know, like so. If he hits a king with King Jack, for example, like he's not going to bet, you know, what's the pot? Pot's thirteen point four. He's not going to bet twelve million. He's going to bet like four million, you probably. Know? So, so, so we're not risking a huge amount. It isn't like we're going to have to pay off some massive bet on the river, right? Yeah. Because um, I think we probably would have to pay off a lot on a king um, or a Broadway card. So, at the same point, denying equity doesn't suck, nope. you know. It does not. I'm sure if the six didn't come, we were betting almost any other card that he checks. Yeah. The six is like the one card, and an ace, of course. Those are the, those are the cards that we could consider checking back. Yep. An ace is an easy check back, I think. Yep. Um, a six is much tougher because we're still giving all, all the odds. I'd be inclined to bet mostly, I think, and just like pick up the pot. Like, we're going to move into like maybe first place if we win this pot. No, right the, first, the first place guy is uh, 44 blinds. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But like, this is a significant pot for our stack. Yeah. So are we? How much are we betting into thirteen point four? Not much. Like four million. Yes, that's exactly. And folding the to a shove. Yes. Yeah, that seems right. That should work fine. I like that. He checks back, which I can't that's really fine. fault too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here comes the big stuff. I'm ready. And the one blind stack really changes the dynamics here. There is a literal one blind this stack. This is crazy. A one blind stack. The and river is the deuce of hearts. So it pairs the board, doesn't improve anybody. To be clear, the, the difference in uh, money jumps is it's a $17,000 money jump from 6th to 5th also. Wow. Wow. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess you got to take that into account when you're playing this hand. Yep. All right. So you should. Rivers do some hearts. Okay. Perna so, moves all in. It's super weird. Okay. In... In favor of this play, it looks super strong because there's a one-blind stack. And he's the one who can bust. Okay. In not favor of this play, it doesn't look super strong because it makes no sense of any kind. It doesn't make any sense. Now, nobody should have a deuce, right? Like, I don't see how our guy, guy, Van Brew, can have a deuce, right? If we're the ace-6 guy. How can we have a deuce? Perna, I guess, could have ace-deuce suited exactly. Yeah. Um, there aren't too many of those, but maybe there's a few. The Deuce of Hearts is out there and the Deuce of Spades. So there are two Ace-Deuce suited combos. Yeah. I guess he can have that. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what he's repping. What, and what is he trying? He's repping an overpair that's trying to get called by an eight, I guess. Yeah. It seems, seems very like questionable that he not, would bet 18 it's, million It's here. not a good story. He should be betting four million, five million if he's got an overpair, right? Yes. So I agree. This is not a well played hand technically by Perna here. Okay. But if you're in Von Brugge's seat, yeah, aren't you a little concerned that there's a one blind stack and this yep. guy who has twenty five hundred earnings just moved in for his tournament life? Yes, I'm very concerned. I don't like that at all. The guy who also checked the turn, and yeah, like, so maybe he was giving up. But you know, we it's a weird spot because we checked also. Right, so yeah. it looks like—I mean, it looks like we have kind of what we have—not a six necessarily, but the one pair, yeah, a weak one pair hand of some sort. Um, pocket fours, pocket sevens, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, would he really do this with jacks? Would Pernan really? Would Pernan not bet the? Would Pernan not bet the turn with an overpair? I, th- I would. Ex- I would expect him just to shove the turn. I would expect him to effectively shove. Yeah. Okay. So what the hell is he supposed to have except ace-deuce? It's ace-deuce. Maybe it's, he has ace-deuce off in his range. He, may, do, he could, opened jack-eight suited the hand previous. See, I could be talked into he, he turned a set of sixes, but as Van Brugge, we have a six in our hand. Yeah. There's only one combo of that. Right. A set of sixes, at least, the, I, you see amateurs take that exact yeah, line, right? you do. The shove is still absurd, though. Like I, I don't even know if he'd do that with sixes full just because, like, what's supposed to call him? So what weighs more heavily yeah. the... Poorness of the story or the situation with the one blind stack and Perna being the complete amateur. By the way, if we call and we lose as Van Brug, we have 3.6 million. We've got three blinds. Yeah. I mean, we have, we, right now we have like 17 in front of us. Like, yeah. Jeez. Um, what weighs more heavily? My initial thought is the, uh, the one blind stack weighs more heavily. I agree. But then if you consider that, 
Perna has among the smallest tendons we've seen yeah. on the breakdown. He may not be really aware of that. Wow. Like, what if he's not thinking about that? That's an incredible point. He may have no sense of any of that, any of that kind of stuff. He may know like someone's kind of short, but he yeah. may not know how short. He may not be thinking about how that affects other things. That's a really good point. That's a great point. It's tough to know what level somebody's going to be on, though, when you've never played with them and how they're thinking about these things. But the fact that that's in play, which it has to be, like if Jack Sinclair did this, we wouldn't. We know no. he knows all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he knows everything. Now, we could decide what that means, and trying to figure that out may be difficult anyway, but at least we know he's aware of the one-blind stack. Yeah. This game may not even be aware of the one-blind stack. Yeah. If he is, he may not be thinking about how it affects things. Yeah. Possibly, with his Hendon being so small. Wow. And the story is horrible. Well, now that's sort of swinging me back towards, like, maybe that's relevant information, but for a call. I don't know what to do. I think you have to call. I think the story is too bad. We checked the turn to induce, right? Yeah. If we were going to deny equity, we, we chose not to. We were trying to get this guy to bluff sometimes. Induce on cards that are good. Like, if it was, yeah. a, if it was a queen, we might be a little worried. Right. Yeah. There's some bad cards for us. A king yeah. is, is tough. Yeah. If a king comes and he shoves, we probably have to fold. Yeah. Because ace-king may shove there. Yeah. Um, Although it's weird, but still, we may just be like, uh, I don't know. Okay, fine. Um, a shove is just super weird here. Mm-hmm. It's just super, super weird. Um, it is not surprisingly extreme strength or we're winning. Yep. It's hard to come up with that much extreme strength. Yep. It's Why wouldn't he bet? If he had a set of eights, why wouldn't he bet the trick? I would love to know if he has ace-deuce unsuited in his preflop range. That would help. Oh, man. I would just assume he wouldn't. I would assume he wouldn't even have ace-deuce suited. I think a lot of players wouldn't at this sh- when they're 20 blinds deep. Not even. He has 19 blinds to start the hand, but that doesn't mean he doesn't. He just opened jack eight from a worse yeah. position. And actually, cut off, you can open ace deuce suit. Yeah. I shouldn't even say that. That's fine. Um, but still, there's only two combos of that. And would he really shove ace deuce suited if he's trying to get called by an eight? It's possible that he's only shoving with bluffs. Right. And he may not understand the, 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 the ICM situation. Yeah. I think it's a call. I think it's a call. Von Brug calls. Tough. Von Brug calls. That's that's a ballsy call to make. That that's... is a super ballsy call to make. God, how devastating. How incredible. So the one blind sack is that um Alessandro yeah. Piccieri. Yeah. So guess who finishes not fifth, but fourth? Wow. It's Alessandro Piccieri. So this this is part of what earns him an extra forty-one thousand dollars on this twelve hundred dollar buy-in, thirteen hundred dollar buy-in. Wow. I mean, these some of this stuff is in Euros, but whatever, it's close enough. Unbelievable. Like the happiness that the one blind stack gets when he sees bigger stacks bust. I mean, it's unparalleled. And when there's money laddering going on, like yeah. it's just unparalleled that feeling. You it know? is. It is interesting. Interesting hand uh, dealing with players who aren't like elite pros is it's different. It's different. Yes. It's fun in a different way. It's interesting how the fact that Pernis Hendon actually matters here where yeah. we're like, Oh, maybe I have to call because he may not even understand this ICM spot versus before we, in the beginning of that, we were like, maybe that's the most important thing. Yeah. And maybe that's going to make us fold. Right. Right. But it's like, oh, if he doesn't understand it, then it's not important at all. Right. Jeez. Cool. Definitely are people who don't understand that. Of course. Of course. So many. Played with them all a lot. So many. Yeah. All right. Let's see what Wesley has to say about this thing. Okay. (laughs) All right. Wesley Cannon, solve Europe. What? Europe, the World Series of Poker Europe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Also Europe, you know, make it better. I think less borders, more coffee. Okay. You know what? I can get behind that. Also, it'll, it'll fit on a bumper sticker, and that <laughs> means it's <laughs> likely to succeed. If your idea doesn't fit on the back of a credit card, it's not a cogent enough idea. Right. That's why the <laughs> idea banana is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Because you can just put that word anywhere, and people right. recognize it, and it's kind of fun to say. Banana for president, man. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's go. You know, you can't put on the back of a credit card the Declaration of Independence. Yep. So, so I guess that was a bad idea. <laughs> That's what Britain thinks. Yeah. All right. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> back to the flop. Yeah. Perna should bet. Big surprise. Yeah. It's fine. It's actually a value bet, according to Wesley. Um, Van Brug should continue with any A6 that has a backdoor flush draw, and he can, cool. he can actually raise, call or raise. Yeah. On this kind of a board, that is, in theory, perfectly fine for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crucially to his river dis- distribution, um, he uh, I, I, we don't know if 
this is Van Brugge's actual river distribution because we don't yeah. know what he's doing with these hands. But if he were Pio, Pio would raise all of his combos that in- include an eight for right. value and, and be fine with getting it in. And deny equity, too. Which means, you know, we there. remove those from the river combos uh, of distribution. That makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. On the turn, uh, where they both checked, the Pio man wants Perna to continue. The and, Pio man. Yeah. Uh, and Wesley speculates it's a value bet because... Because Van Brugge's flop, flop calling range contains a lot of weaker ace-x hands, according to the Pio. So really? Yeah. Oh, that's because he gave him... It's hard to come up with a calling range, probably, with this uh, with the stack size yeah. anyway. So since he sees ace-six suiteds there, he's got to give him all the ace-wheel right. suiteds, right? Yeah. And there's not much else to put there except maybe, what, medium pocket pairs and some a few big suited broadways? Yeah, some of that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, once checked to Van Brugge should bet... I mean, he has, he's turned a set, or not a set, a six. Uh, mm-hmm. Denies some equity, gets some value, but he does not. Nobody does anything that Pio wants in the turn. Yeah. Okay, well, Pio denied. Yeah. On the river, uh, Wesley gave the option for Perna to either shove or bet $6.7 million, and it never wants him to shove. Mm. So Pio hates to shove. Um, and Wesley also thinks this would be a value bet. The $6.7 million would be a value to bet. To get called by a worse ace? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because of the range that's left for Von Brugge being so weak that uh, ostensibly he would have to call with some of those hands to reach MDF. But the idea is that he's betting the turn with any pair? I think so. So so he's betting the turn with any pair, and he's checking back his ace highs because sometimes they're good. But his ace highs are checking because they're they're good enough of the time. I'm just trying to understand where they're they're coming, where Pio's coming from here. Right. So we have, let's say we have ace four, right? And the sure. board is the board is deuce eight three and the turn's a six. Well, we turn a gutter. We flopped a gutter. We flopped a gutter. We still have a gutter. It hasn't <laughs> yeah. changed except we can make a six high straight instead yeah. of a five high straight. Fair enough. Um, and we're sitting here thinking like, well, we're beating king queen here and stuff like that. So we don't need to bet. Um, but what's the difference between that and like betting a deuce, for example, or a three to protect your equity? Or a six. Don't ask me. Ask the computer. Yeah, I am. I'm asking the computer. All right, maybe someday when it becomes able to speak English and talk into the past, it will tell you. Well, that would be for for me, though, and for you right now, right? So if it can ever do it, it'll happen Yeah, so we will know within seconds if this has worked. And now. Did you get anything? Nope. I got nothing. Nope. (sighs) Well, that does not portend well for the fate of the world. I mean, it might mean there's just nothing, you know? Yeah. I just saw blackness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is, you know, it's like that show. What's that show? I don't know. With Ron Swanson, but he's in the tech world. Um, oh, devs. Yeah, it's like devs. Like, what, what does it mean? Is it's he... sort of like devs. It's sort of like a fast fast forward? No. Um... Fast and Furious 2. <laughs> too fast, too furious. The one, the one where they, a uh, flash forward, flash forward, where if you just saw blackness, that meant you were dead because, yeah. like, you saw a year in the future and everyone did. But I was like, can't you be sleeping? What if you were sleeping? No, because you'd you see your dreams. dreams. Yeah. Which would be awesome, bro. Hey, anyway, on the river, oh, right, yeah. Perna does shove, and Van Brugge should call, unsurprisingly, based on that yes. Pio would like never be here with a hand this amazingly good. Pio's like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm here 0% Put of the, the time. Put the chips in so combos. fast. Put the chips in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's kind of cool. There we go. Pio'd it up. Yep. It's been Pio'd. It's been Pio'd down. Let's Pio'd down now. No, Pio up always. Always up. Only up yeah. for Pio. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.